We are so excited to have with us Pastor Jonathan Green from Beaumont, Texas. Uh, Brother Green is just, he's a great guy. He was a champion Bible quizzer. I call him the Tom Brady of Bible quizzing. He's won, I don't know how many championships. And uh, we have a kindred spirit because they've come in, they've come in second in Bible quizzing five times nationally. And we've come in second four times nationally from here at Eastwind. But we're so thankful for these great people. He is a tremendous preacher. We're so excited that they're with us tonight. And uh, he also helps me co-counsel um, when we do judicial matters within the United Pentecostal Church. Uh, he helps me as co-counsel, and we just have a, a great time together. I appreciate this good man and what he is doing for the kingdom of God, his incredible church, what they do. Uh, they have a similar ministry to our Hands for Healing ministry. They bless other churches all over, doing hurricane relief work, disaster relief work. And they're a powerful influence on their community. We're glad that he's here with his daughter right here in East Wind tonight. Would you make them feel welcome at East Wind Pentecostal Church, Pastor Jonathan Green. Love you. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus right now? Hallelujah. It's my honor tonight to be here. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor Myers for the invitation to be here tonight and give honor to your great pastor and his wife and family. You are very, very, very blessed. You are very, very, very blessed. Amen. I give honor to Bishop Myers and his, his wife, lovely wife tonight. And uh, to the ministry that's here, Pastor, Pastor Sparks, you preached a tremendous message this morning. You bless me. You bless me. Enabled or empowered, you bless me today. Thank you for that. To, to uh, the other ministry here, God bless you. To all the Bible quizzers, I'm telling you, that you're my heroes. I love and appreciate you. Then to Chris and Danielle, such an honor to be with you here tonight, and I give you give you honor. Um, when I found out that Chris was here, we're, we're brothers, different father, different mother, different grandparents too, but we're brothers. Matter of fact, I met Chris in the at the altar at Texas District Campgrounds. That's where I met Chris, and um, yeah, it was a cool moment. Someone has said, man, your brother Chris, he's in revival in, in Living Way, Pastor Enzi. And I said, well, I don't have a brother Chris. They said, he's doing a good job. I said, i got a great brother named Chris. <laughs> he's preached there in Beaumont for us. And when I heard Chris was here, I almost didn't stay and preach tonight, to be honest with you. I told my staff Tuesday that I was probably catching the early flight out Sunday morning and flying back into Beaumont don't like to miss Sundays, but I just felt like, you know what, I think I need to be here tonight. And I thought I was just to pray with people, to be honest with you. I thought Chris could preach, I could pray. That'd be a good deal, right? You know? I even told him tonight, hey, let me tag you into this thing. But anyway, you are, you are very, very, very blessed. I was here two years ago. Pastor Myers gave me the, the, the honor, honor to be here. And I preached, remember I preached two messages and one prophetic word. Remember that I preached two messages. I know you don't even remember what you heard last week, much less two years ago. I understand that. Oh, yeah. But if you remember, if you remember, um, Tom Brady was going to be playing against the Rams. And I shared with you, I think it's Daniel 8, verse verse 7, if you, if you remember that, that said the goat was so fierce that its attack broke both the horns of the ram, leaving him powerless. Then the goat trampled the ram on the ram, and no one could do anything to help. And uh, and, and that happened, thirteen to three. We, we we Brady won. The Rams lost. You know how that how that was. I looked in Bible for a scripture concerning the goat and the chiefs. I haven't found it yet. And each year, right before the Super Bowl, there's a national chicken council. It releases its annual chicken wing report. This, wing, this re report forecasts the amount of buffalo wings that Americans will consume over this weekend. 
And this year, the number's higher than ever before. It's a record-breaking 700 million chickens were slaughtered to give us 1.4 billion chicken wings for today. That's crazy, huh? Not only that, but 28 million pounds of chips, 8 million pounds of guacamole, 88 million pounds of cheese, 10 million pounds of ribs are being consumed today. An estimated, they say, 12.5 million pizzas are being sold. And according to Men's Fitness, Americans will drink 325 million gallons of beer today. It's crazy. I looked, I looked. The the cheapest last-minute ticket uh, was available today in Section 308, Row CC, on SeatGeek. It was $4,296. And they say more than 100 million Americans will tune into the Super Bowl either by traditional television or by streaming. And commercials are in such high demand that CBS opened the bidding for 30-second commercial spots at $5.6 million with approximately 50 50 commercials during the game. That's $280 million spent on just commercials. And according to the National Retail Federation, this year's Super Bowl is expected to generate roughly $17.2 billion this weekend in nationwide spending. But I didn't come here tonight to talk about the Super Bowl. And I didn't come to talk about Tom Brady being the goat either. But I did come to tell you about the blood of the goat. The greatest of all time. And his name is... Oh, yeah, you're going to preach with me for a little bit? Revelation 12, verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the... Yeah, I'm going to say the goat tonight. He's the greatest of all time. For a subtitle, I'm going to preach, Just Give Me the Blood. You can just keep your chicken wings. You can keep your chips and guacamole. You can keep your pizza and your ribs. Just give me the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Are you thankful for the blood of Jesus tonight? Are you thankful that your champion got up? Are you thankful that he rose again and he's alive right now? If you're thankful for your champion, why don't you give him praise all across this house right now? Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated if you promise to help me preach just for a little bit. We are all aware, especially living in 2021, that there is a battle going on all around us we are really aware of it now it is a life and death struggle that is waged at the cellular cellular level against organisms one trillionth of our size medical author Ronald Glasser once said no matter how we may wish to view ourselves despite all of our fantasies of grandeur and dominion and all of our fragile human successes The real struggle has always been against bacteria and viruses, against enemies that are so small that we can't even see them with our eye. In the words of the psalmist, each of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. Our bodies are equipped by the hand of our creator to do the ability to to battle, to wage war in the realm of germ warfare. They say there are over 50 billion white blood cells being circulated through your body right now. And that great army has one job, to protect you from invaders. And when you cut your fingers and germs are introduced into your body, they are instantly assaulted by these cells. 
the means and the methods of this warfare is mind-boggling. The first thing that happens is that one of your white blood cells makes contact with the offending germ. And in, in that instant, when the two collide and touch, an exchange takes place as your white blood cells record a vast amount of data, including the size, the shape, and the chemical composition of the invader. And then it rushes off to the lymph nodes where the data is harvested by the lymphatic system. And in just a few moments, the lymphatic system compares this data with its own genetic memory in hopes that this particular invader has been met and conquered before. You see, when we are born, our bodies come pre-programmed with antiviral information that is shared with us by our birth mothers. And once the intruder is identified, the lymphatic system begins immediately to mass-produce antibodies designed to combat this specific threat to the body. However, occasionally, a situation arises where our bodies encounter some intruder that they have never seen. And neither the genetic info garnered from our mothers nor our own personal experiences has equipped us for this particular attacker. The lymphatic system struggles to manufacture a resistance. Your body fumbles around trying to find the right combination, trying and abandoning, abandoning formula after formula. And as our bodies struggle to develop a workable defense, the invader spreads through our body replicating itself and attacking our different vital systems. COVID-19 is a prime example. Our 50 billion white blood cells step powerlessly aside because they are not equipped to deal with the intruder. And when that happens, sickness ravages our body. And it is not my desire tonight to simply teach a microbiology class, but rather to point out a few things because physical things often serve as a microcosm of spiritual things. You see, when God created Adam, he gave him physical dominion over all the earth. Adam was given the authority and the means to govern his world. He was equipped with the capacity to deal with situations that might arise. But Adam was not given the spiritual capacity to deal with sin. He was not equipped to combat sin on his own. Nowhere within all the resources of humanity is there a capacity to deal with sin or its dreadful effects. Sin is a physical and, uh, and a spiritual toxin that you and I don't have the capacity to deal with. Willpower alone cannot conquer sin. Wisdom alone cannot conquer sin. Knowledge alone cannot conquer sin. Deductive reasoning alone by itself cannot solve the sin problem. And when sin gets a grip on you, you are not equipped with the ability to cast it off. And like it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we are not prepared to deal with sin on our own. And this is why sin affects every facet of human existence. Our intentions may be good. We may have the grandest ideas. We carefully plot and plan to improve our world. But everything that humanity does is tainted by sin. And the Bible declares by the prophet Jeremiah that the heart is deceitful above all things. And Desperately wicked. Uh, who can uh, know it? The apostle Paul lamented that there was no inherent good in him. He said his desire to do good is in me. But I don't have the capacity to perform it. He goes on to say in Romans 7. From the NLT I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right. I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me 
that is at war with my mind. And this power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I are not equipped to win the battle with sin. You and I don't have the capacity to overcome sin by ourselves. You may think that you can handle it. You may think that you've got it here. You may think that you have it under control. But the truth of the matter is, is that you cannot control sin. But sin will and does control you. The Bible says in James 1.15 that sin... When it is finished, it bringeth forth a death. You don't get finished with sin. No, sin gets finished with you. And sin, when it is finished, will take your life. Sin will suck everything good out of your life. And then it steals your life from you. You don't have the capacity to deal with the devastating impact of sin. The sin is in this world and you can't handle sin. You can't handle sin by yourself. It is your constant, continual enemy. Sin stalks you. Sin pursues you. Sin is constantly warring against you. Its ultimate goal is to kill you. However, that is not the end of the story. Hey, That's not the end of the story. A doctor by the name of Paul Brand tells the story of a time when there was an outbreak of measles in Illinois. His oldest doctor had contracted the deadly disease. And in those days, before there was a treatment for measles, the doctors informed him that the only way to save her life was to find somebody else who had already encountered the measles and had overcome them. And when a survivor was found, someone who had already conquered the deadly disease, the doctor drew a vial of their blood. And once the red blood cells were removed from the vial of blood, what was left behind was called a convalescent serum. Contained within the serum is the genetic battle plan for defeating the virus. You see, only the blood of an overcomer can provide the body with the genetic code necessary to destroy the virus. And the good news is this. While you are not equipped to overcome sin by yourself, there is a cure. There is a cure. I said there is a cure. The Apostle Paul in Romans 7 said this, Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And then he answers his own question. He says, Deliverance comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thankfully, there is a cure for sin. And there is a sense that the older that you get, the more battles your body wins. And they say the more battles that your body wins, the more blood, the more educated your blood becomes. They call this wise blood. Wise blood is invaluable to you because it contains within itself the genetic memory of the foes that you've already defeated. And the incredible thing about blood, the incredible thing about blood is that the lessons that it learns, it can be shared. You see this convalescent serum containing the power antibodies to overcome can be transferred from one person to another person. So when it comes to the problem of sin, there is only one. There is only one. Who has ever over, overcome sin? And he is the goat. Well, I know he's called a lamb. But he is the goat. He is the greatest of all time. He was born to die. He was introduced into this world. 
in order to lay down his life at an old rugged cross. He shed his blood. He gave it all. And because he did, the power of his blood can be transferred to you and to you and to you and to you and to to me. You see, the blood of Jesus Christ has already defeated sin. And contained within the blood of Jesus Christ is everything that you need to be an overcomer in Jesus Christ. So rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Oh, somebody give him praise right now. Somebody praise your champion right now. Hey! Hey! Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither adulterers, nor fornicators, fornicators, nor idolaters, nor drunkards, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous. Oh, but hear me. And such were, such were, such were, such were some of you. But you are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified by the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God I may have done what they say I did but I am not who they say I was I have been born again by the blood of the Lamb so get thee behind me Satan greater is he greater is he greater is he that's within me greater is he that's within me greater is he that's within me than he does within the world look at your neighbor and say neighbor just give me the blood just give me the blood I don't need anything else I don't want anything else nothing but the blood nothing but the blood when I'm sick just give me the blood when I'm depressed just give me the blood when I'm upset just give me the blood when I'm lost just give me the blood when I'm bound just give me the blood when I'm broke just give me the blood when I'm down, just give me the blood. Just give me the blood. Just give me the blood. No weapon formed against me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper John writes about the redeemed in the book of Revelation and declares in Revelation 12 11 that they overcame you preach for a minute let me catch my breath You're skipping a three-letter word. They overcame him. Who's the him? It's that great dragon. That slewfoot. Beelzebub. Satan himself. The devil. They overcame him. But Pastor Myers, you don't understand. The devil's been on my trail all week. He's been attacking me every day. 
He's been wearing me out. Hold on. Why don't you turn around and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I plead. Hey. Pastor, your Myers, you don't know what I did. I've repented. God's forgiven me, but I'm still striving with the same thing. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. What don't you need to do is say, I plead. Hebrews 4 verse 15, the writer says, For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points, tempted like as we are, yet without sin. God wasn't satisfied to watch you stumble through life, trying in vain to deal with the effects of sin. Instead, he made himself a sacrifice for our sins. He subjected himself to the atmosphere of our fallen world. He allowed himself to be tempted just as we are. He met sin in its own environment. He allowed it to stalk him in this fallen world where sin had an upper hand. But Jesus Christ, the goat, the greatest of all times, he emerged without sin. He walked through this world in flesh and blood, was tempted just like you and I, but he never yielded to sin. You see where we were destined to fail. Because of the legacy of Adam, heaven's only spotless lamb, the goat, triumphed over sin. He conquered sin. He was tried and tested. And he emerged victoriously. He emerged with a spiritual DNA for conquering sin. And then it happened. He who overcame. He who triumphed where all others had failed. He went to a cross. He laid down his life for you and for me. He gave it all. It wasn't enough just to overcome sin, but he had to die so that others could live. And his precious blood, that blood that can wash away sin, had to be shed for all of humanity. And Jesus Christ gave it all on this earth. And the writer of Hebrews tells us why he went to the cross. Chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children... That you and me are partakers of flesh and blood. He himself likewise took part of the same. He became our kinsman. He had the same experience like you and I. Through his death, verse 15. And deliver them through who fear of death. We're all their lifetime subject to bondage. All our lifetime. All our life. All our living. Picture that. All, all, all. We've been subject to the bondage of sin. Verse 16. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels. He could have. But he didn't. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. And wherefore, verse 17. In all things it behooved him to be made like his brethren. That he might be a merciful Anybody thankful for the mercy of God in this house tonight? That he might be a merciful and a what? Faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And it's precise because he was made like us. Because God became a man. That he was able to make reconciliation for our sins. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted. He is able. He is able to secure them that are tempted. You see, because he himself being tempted, he was able to secure us who are constantly subject to temptation. He shed his blood 
so that you and I could be delivered from the terrible grip of sin. We were subject to a lifetime bondage of sin, but his blood contains the key to overcoming sin. And he gave it all so that you could be set free. He gave it all so that we could overcome what can wash What can wash? What can take it away? What can remove it? What can make me whole? My God in heaven. We believe in the washing away of sin. But we struggle with being whole again. lepers we're thankful that we're healed no leprosy we're like the nine but it's the one who said thank you Jesus he said where are the others and he was made whole when is the last time that you really thank God for the blood Where's the last time? You see, I've discovered this in my life. That when I'm struggling with something. And I can't get over something. And I feel like I'm having a dark day in my life. I have discovered that if I will get alone with God. And begin to thank Him for the blood. And I begin to worship Him. And magnify Him. Because of what He's already done in my past what he's doing in my present and what he is going to do in my future. I have discovered that there is a healing that comes to my mind, a healing that comes to my spirit. So let's do this just for a minute. Why don't you really thank God for the blood right now? Oh, oh, oh. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. I need the blood of Jesus. You need the blood of Jesus. You need the blood of Jesus. this to a close. Remain standing, please. When John stood in the eternity future revelation, he was looking. He saw a great multitude of people which no man can number. All the nations of the earth. Every kindred, tongue, people, nation. All there. They stood before the throne. Before the Lamb. The greatest of all time. Clothed with white robes, palms in their hands. Revelation 7 verse 13 says this. One of the elders asked John, what, what are these which are arrayed, arrayed in white robes? And, and whence came they? Verse 14. And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And one of these days, a multitude will stand in eternity clothed in garments that were washed white in the blood of the Lamb. And they will over declare that they overcame not by the strength of human will, but by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus.
by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you what I feel in this house when I walked in today. Chris, it was just a couple of weeks ago that I woke up in the morning. We've been seeing miracles lately. I mean, miracles documented. X-rays say bones broken. X-rays now after say no bones broken. X-rays say in the heart, arteries are clogged up. Got to have bypasses and then let's do it again. Go through more tests. Comes out. Church prays and everything's just fine. Miracles are taking place there in Texas. But I will tell you, I had a very, very difficult week. I'm a very positive per- person. I preached a message on a Sunday morning and I went home and I sat down in my living room on the couch. My little girl's here with me tonight. Annalise, thank you for coming with dad. And a spirit of darkness settled over me. And I sat there on that couch. And I felt like I was paralyzed. I felt like I couldn't get up. Couldn't get up. And I sat there. My wife, baby, you okay? I'm fine. My little girl sensed that something was wrong. Daddy, you okay? Yes, babe. I can't tell you how many kisses she gave me. I'll be okay. Darkness. Went to bed that night. And I knew it was a spiritual attack taking place. I got up that early that morning darkness was there I went to that couch and I knelt down and I began to plead the blood of Jesus and I began to quote scripture the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Then the host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me, in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me up upon a rock and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me yea my heart shall not fear I will sing yea I will sing praises unto our God I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my mind right now I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my spirit right now. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know what the accuser or their brethren is saying right now, but Father, I plead your blood. I don't know what attack is taking place right now with the spirit, but I plead your blood. Jesus, Jesus, I thank you for your blood. And while I was praying, I felt the darkness lifting. And I felt an angel, boom, on my left side. Oh my God, have mercy. I got up. I knew everything was going to be okay. I went about that day. I'm not a super spiritual person. I'm probably the chiefest of sinners in the house, all right? That's why I'm preaching about the blood. And everywhere I went, I felt that angel with me. All right. We'll just walk here. Let's see how this goes, right? I went to bed that night. That angel stood right by my bed. When I got up that morning, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just trying to come to. And when I set up, I set up and there it was. All right? That angel has not left. 
tear right now. I feel it. I, I totally, I don't understand it. I don't know the dimension that I've stepped. I don't know, but that angel's here right now. So let me just do this, if that's okay. For those of you who have been sitting in darkness, and you may be sitting in darkness right now, and it's okay if you are. You hear me? It's okay if you are. Tonight, I declare, by the blood of Jesus, will be your night. That darkness and depression and oppression is going to leave. Tonight will be your night. When you walk out of here tonight, you will walk out saying, my God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in. So if you're here tonight with darkness, I want you to stand right here, right here, hurry. This is the first, 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 first thing I want to do with this. This right here. My God in heaven. My God. You're coming out. I sensed you when you walked down and prayed in the worship while ago. You're coming out tonight. It's breaking in your life. My God. Get close. I want those in darkness. Get, get, if you're comfortable, just get here close. Close, close. You're coming out. I see it. You're coming out. My God. You're coming out. My God. You're coming out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You're coming out, you're coming out tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight. Hey! Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, lift your voice. In the name of Jesus. 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 Would you lift your voice all across this house and begin to plead the blood of Jesus right now? Come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost all over this sanctuary for just a moment. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The thief has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly right now. Just let rivers begin to flow. Uh, let rivers of living water begin to flow uh, out of your innermost being. Uh, you may not understand it, but just let it flow. Uh, just let it flow. Uh, just let the rivers of the Holy Ghost uh, begin to spring out. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There is a river of living water. There is a river of living water. There is a current of his spirit flowing through this house. Somebody jump into the water. Somebody jump into the water.
somebody reach down deep into your soul and let the Spirit of God spring forth. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I release the light of His Spirit. I release the light of the Holy Ghost. I release the light of the name of Jesus.
If you don't have anything to pray for yourself, just follow the leading of the Spirit right now. If the leading of the Spirit causes you to intercede or travail, just tap into that prayer right now. If God leads you to pray for somebody else, follow the leading of the Spirit. There is a breaking in this atmosphere. There is a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost in this service. understand that there is therefore now no condemnation there is no condemnation at the beginning of this year the Lord gave me that word there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk in the spirit not after the flesh and obviously tonight you are walking after the spirit because you are here tonight I don't know what you were doing five minutes before church began. You might have been walking in the flesh, but the moment you step foot into this place, you are walking after the Spirit. And there is no guilt. There is no shame. There is no insecurity for you to be standing right here in this place. I feel the Lord wants me to say this right now. Some of you have been trying to pray the darkness away. You're trying to push the darkness away. Get that darkness off of me. Pushing the darkness away. I want you to hear this verse of scripture real quick. The psalmist in 139 verse 7, he said, Where can I go from your spirit? I can't leave your spirit. Where can I flee from your presence? I just can't get away from your presence. Said, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, (laughs) behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely... The darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be a light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day. Because the darkness and the light are both alike to you. You might be afraid of the dark, but he said the dark and the light are all the same to you. You serve a God that works just as good in the dark as he does in the day. We're going to pray and we're going to push right here and something else is about to break. We've already seen what has happened because of the blood tonight. But I think some of us just need a persuasion that if I've got the Holy Ghost... I don't have to try to push the darkness out. All I've got to do is let the light shine through me. Because where light shines, darkness flees. So what I want to say is this. Get your eyes and your focus off the darkness and just start praying the light. Start praying the light out of 
you. Let the light begin to move. Let the light begin to permeate. Let the light. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, the darkness has to leave. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is power. Pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Release the light, release the light, release the light. The dam is about to break. The water is about to flood. The light is coming through the darkness right now. I want one more time everybody to lift up your hands. If you're on the floor, just lift up your hands. I want you to hear this preacher as your hands are lifted. I cannot make you speak in tongues. I can't command you to speak in tongues. I can't force you to speak in tongues. For the Bible says it is the Spirit that gives the utterance. But I got good news. The Spirit's here. And we're in the Spirit. So when I pray and I say in the name of Jesus, I want everybody in this place to let the Spirit give utterance in this room. When I say in the name of Jesus... I want you to let the Spirit give the utterance. And everybody in this place, from platform to back wall, we're going to start speaking in tongues. There is going to be a transcendent light that comes into this atmosphere. And every spiritual wickedness, every darkness, it's not going to just leave here, but it's going to leave your home. And I prophesy in the Holy Ghost that when some of you walk back through the front door of your house, that darkness that you left there, he's going to be gone. He's going to go back to the place he came from from you're gonna see the light tonight you're gonna see the light tonight because of the blood lift up your hands by the authority of the word of God by the power of the Holy Ghost that is in this place we let your spirit give the utterance as we release the light of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Speak in other tongues. Let the spirit give the utterance. Come on, come on, come on, push, push. It's broken, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken. You shall see the light. 